0: Hello and welcome to better than pretty good the podcast you're here because life is pretty good, but you want even better I hope to give you permission to have even better in your marriage motherhood health and life I'm your host Jen life coach and your guide up badass mountain So welcome y'all. Yes, the podcast has had a new iteration a new name Um, I seem to like to do that every few months just feels good. I don't know someday i'll stick with it But today is not that day Uh, So it's been a while since I podcasted, so I want to say hello and happy um, February. It is officially February 2nd. I think (laughs) it's so funny because there's all these memes going around complaining about how long January was, and I'm like, what? January felt like a blink. I cannot believe we are over a full month into a new year. But really, um, you know, Chinese New Year was yesterday. Uh, The astrological New Year is coming up here. Um, Human Design New Year was uh, January 22nd, and so really, I know a lot of us celebrate the new year on January 1st, but culturally, a lot of cultures and different beliefs celebrate it later in the year, which makes sense to me, because like the beginning of the year is, is really aligned with like that menstrual phase, that going inside, and, and really, yes, yeah, setting intentions, and I love that, but that not necessarily the action piece. It's more getting clear, getting clarity, um, and especially with all the freaking retrogrades that we've had and that we're still in with Mercury. Um, it really isn't a good time necessarily to, to take forward action because there is a lot of um, revision that needs to be done, restructuring, anything with a re in front of it. Um, and then when you have that clarity, the purpose of all of this revision and reflection and all of that is so that when things start moving forward and the springtime starts coming and the tulips start blooming and all these things, you have a really solid plan. So if you're not in the action phase yet, if you're feeling really like, man, I have not been doing what I thought I would be doing. You're perfectly in sync, my love. Like it really truly is a time to set those goals, set those intentions and get really clear and like really de bullshit them. Make sure you really want them. That the way you're gonna get there really aligns with how you want to feel and how you want to go about them. And then from there, your job is to then start taking action pretty quick here. And so don't feel bad if you haven't taken action yet. You're not a failure, you're not a failure. Um, so today's, Episode is kind of fresh, and usually what I do when I have these kind of insights or things that um, I'm going through, I, I I typically like to let them um, yeah evolve a little bit more than this one. But this one felt important to get out there because it felt really important to me um, to back up. So I've started seeing a new therapist who is specialized in IFS. And I think, God, I wish I knew that it's an acronym for I think internal family structures or systems. Um, There are a few podcasts that I've listened to about IFS. If you're interested, message me on Instagram. Um, and this woman is licensed in um, Wisconsin and Minnesota. So if you live in one of those states and you want her information, I'm not sure if she's taking new clients right now, but um, she's wonderful. And essentially, I'm going to bastardize this. So anyone who like really knows IFS just give me a little bit of grace. I'm going to give you like the 10,000 foot overview of my perception or my, um, my uh, interpretation of what it is. So essentially it's recognizing in, inside of us that we have these um, protectors, these parts, and the protectors are there for a reason. They came in at a certain time in our life to protect us from things that we weren't quite ready to face and or ready to experience or ready to protect ourselves from. And that we all have this like core center self and our self is perfect, our self is amazing. And these protectors step in to to protect ourselves, to protect the self, the soft self, the perfect, vulnerable, authentic, amazing self. Um and those protectors could show up as anything and they can show up as um, greed, as lying, as frustration, as anger. They can show up in any way. It's really when you really feel like you're like not yourself or you're not acting in your best self, it's probably a protector. And yesterday was my first, um, like real in-depth session going into the model where she walks you through. Um, you kind of talk before about, you know, where are you at, what's going on. And then she walks you through the process of the IFS structure of therapy. And what came through was, you know, she started with me, um, going into my body and where do I feel this certain emotion that I was wanting to progress through? And for me, it was in my throat and, um, she had me describe it and what it really felt like was honestly like a really tightly balled up piece of crumpled paper. If you can imagine that, and that, that was like in my throat blocking. Um, and then she kind of walked me through and was like, you know, is there, can you identify where, when this came into your life? Has it always been there? Is it new? And for me, you know, my initial answer was, yeah, it's always been there. I've always felt this kind of like tight ball in my throat, um, and and it came down. And I'm trying to like review, like review or revise. I was so in it that like I can't really like express it a hundred percent. But I hope this is making sense. So as she walked me through, what I what I identified was that for me, it's really easy to think quickly to um, to get very much in my head to think quickly to use my mind as a tool instead of listening to maybe my softer parts, like my heart and my gut and my sacral, I've really conditioned myself to really think in my head to quickly take in the environment and to become what the environment needs me to. And a lot of that is probably really um, resonant if you are an Enneagram three. Um, It's probably really resonant if in human design you have like an open heart center, an open identity center. And so, I'm easily able to pick up the room and to become what I think, what I perceive, what my brain and what my protector is perceiving as as what needs to be. And when we were going through this process in therapy, it it came to me in the way that it was like, and I, I identified it kind of coming in like, I don't know, late elementary, junior, high, high school, when I was picking up on, you know, social cues around me and becoming someone that I need that I perceived that I needed to become in order to keep myself safe. And not physically safe for me, I I don't really have that I can remember any like giant physical trauma in my past, but um, it really was emotionally safe looking around, like trying to be like, okay, how can I be safe? How can I not be bullied? How can I not be made fun of? How can I, and my protector really stepped in there. And that's, this kind of like this, this ball in my throat was kind of like that protector where, and for me, what the visualization that I have was like, this ball is kind of like right in like that notch of your throat and it was protecting, it was keeping everything taking everything into my eyes and my head and filtering it there and not allowing it to go down into my heart and into my gut to protect me. It allowed me to make up stories quickly or to become a chameleon and a shapeshifter quickly in order to keep me safe. And what I was doing then was I was keeping that heart space safe. But what I was also doing, and there's some quote out there that's like, you know, when you keep all the bad out, you also keep all the good out, like when you really build up those walls. And that's what essentially has happened, is that I've also not allowed my softer parts to show because they can't get through that ball of protection. So as she walked me through, you know, she asked, asked the protector to sit to the side for a second and not to go away. And that's why I love about this therapy. It's, it's not like re-traumatizing. It's not like saying, OK, and I need to tame your anger and never be angry again or tame this. It's really just asking, like, what are you serving me? And can you just take a little break while we figure out what's actually underneath it, or what are you actually protecting? And I had a moment of like a really deep sadness because I realized that like what my protector was doing and I'm so grateful for. Initially I was really angry at it because I was like, wow, like that sucks. Like I couldn't be myself because you were protecting me. But then I, I softened towards it and was like, thank you for doing that because you had picked up something that that you were trying to help me understand or trying to help me be in order to stay safe that I perceived I would be unsafe if I was expressing certain things or being a certain person or saying certain things whatever it was and then I've since not examined that and I've carried that with me through life I've become easily able to become a chameleon for people and to perform and and here's where my really my big breakthrough was and I hope this resonates with you was for me it was like by performing it was, I've gotten so many accolades, so much recognition, and that feels really good. But the fact is that I was performing, so it never really fully sinks down, It never really full, the way that I was like kind of feeling it was, it feels like you can see the sunshine, but you can't really like feel the warmth and like feel the sunshine. You're like, oh, I see the recognition, I see that sunshine. But you know you're performing and you're not letting your authentic parts be seen. And so you, even though you're getting the accolades, it doesn't feel good, it feels hollow. And I think a lot of people go through this where whatever it is, whether it's like you reach the job or you get married or you do the thing or you achieve the thing and it feels hollow and it's because you are most likely, and in my case, performing in order to achieve that thing. So you could see the sunshine, you felt the gold medal around your neck, but you didn't feel like the pride and the joy and you didn't feel the warmth of that sunshine. And then the thing that sucked is that whenever someone like shames you or, you know, thinks that you're wrong when you're performing, the 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 thing that I would do then would if someone was like oh that's wrong or you're wrong or you're bad or you're dumb or whatever it was whatever was said to me, I would then perform more, and even if I twisted and became and tried to please them and became what I thought they needed me to be, it was never authentic. So it never felt good. So as you remove as I re- began to kind of like dissolve this like you know crumpled up paper ball in my throat is what, again what it felt like. Um, I realized, I had a realization that when when I am, if I'm able to more authentically express my softer parts, my heart, my vulnerability, my gut, my intuition, if I'm more able to trust those to be shown in the outer world, I stop performing and I start more being myself, then it feels risky because I've trained myself to not, to not feel, period, hard stop, question mark, But when you remove that ball and you allow your authentic self and your heart to shine and your true self to shine, here's what happens when you get the recognition and the accolades and you feel and the sunshine comes out and a person is attracted to that or a new client's like, oh my God, you resonate so much. It's like it you fucking feel the sunshine, you feel the warmth, you feel it up because it's coming from your authentic self. There's no performing. You're like, oh my God, they really see me oh my God, they still love me and they think I'm worthy and oh my God, right? That's amazing. And then on the flip side, you know, my brain wants to tell me that, okay, well, that's going to make it really then scary. Then if someone doesn't like you or someone doesn't agree with you, because then you really are truly showing yourself like that's fucking scary. And that's that protector probably was mostly protecting. But in my heart, I can reconcile that saying, you know what? At least I was being true to myself. So when someone doesn't agree with me and when someone doesn't see me and like me, I at least like myself, I'm not performing. I'm not like, Oh crap. I didn't perform good enough now to perform more. I'm like, Oh no, that's really, that really is who I am. And I really believe that. And I really feel that. And if you don't, that's okay because I do, and I'm not performing and I'm not becoming someone else or saying something else to manipulate other people's behavior and perception of me. Cause that's really what it comes down to is manipulation, right? When we're not being our true selves. And so I know there's a bunch of stuff on the Internet about like true self and authentic self and all these things. Um, But for me, towards the end of the session, what it felt like, you know, I was talking, you know, we went through the visualization exercise and talking to my protector who had protected me this way and helped me perform in order to not be hurt, in order to all these things. And she was at my therapist was asking me like oh what you know what now is your protector doing now that you've kind of recognized that oh i'm actually strong enough i'm turning 40. i'm i have the skills now i have the mindset i have the support in order to more freely show myself and a couple of things came up one was sadness thinking about all the past relationships friendships you know ex boyfriends um co-workers places that i've worked all literally a relationship in its blanket statement It initially made me really sad because I was like, fuck, man, I believe there are people that in my past that would have loved me even more for being my authentic self. And I would have been able to trust myself to show myself around them. And they could have loved me even deeper, right? But I had this performance and that sucks that I robbed them of my authentic self and potentially allowing them to be their authentic self even more with me. And I robbed myself of that. And that was really sad. And I felt really sad about that. And I think that grief is okay. And so I'm sitting with that even a little bit more. And the second piece of it was when I visualized kind of like, what is my protector doing now that he, that they are kind of standing down? I kind of visualized I'm sitting like in a chair next to me and like being a mentor, being a coach, being like, hey, I'm still here. If things get too hard and we need to put the mask on and you can't handle it right now, I'm still here and I can jump in. But holy shit, I believe in you and I trust you. And I'm here to like mentor you and to be like, yeah, it's okay. It's safe out here to be yourself. Because when you are yourself, even when it feels unsafe, you are not disobeying yourself. You are not watering yourself down. And that's the stuff about. That's what it's about, right? And so I kind of picture like my protector sitting there like being like, oh thank god I can take a break like smoking a cigarette you know not that I smoke but like sitting there and being like oh kid you got this you got this kind of like that like a little bit rough edged like coach figure of like you know like you got this you're you are you are worthy as you are and you can see that now you don't need me anymore you don't need to perform so I thought that was a really cool breakthrough and I believe that many of you are most likely performing in different ways as well whether that's not saying exactly what you really want to say. And not even in a like, I really want to say and give people my mind, but like what you really want to say when you come home and the dishes are still in the sink and you asked your kid to help, right? Or what you really want to say and authentically need to say for your needs and putting those before the wants of others, or even sometimes the needs of others, right? We perform in so many ways, whether it's in our relationships, trying to be a good wife, um, hiding certain things to so not hurt people's feelings, Um, you know, being the I got it syndrome, like I got it, I got it, I got it. And just because it feels good to say I got it instead of saying no to something else, right? So we perform in so many ways. And in what ways can you give yourself permission to be closer to that authentic self, to the soft parts, to the heart, to the gut, to the intuition? And not to totally shut it down. The goal is not to shut your protector down and kick them out the door and exile them, right? The goal is to keep that protector there, realize they have served you. And now how can you allow the self to shine more brightly through, right? So I hope this is resonating. For me, it really was like, it was a powerful moment. And I know that there's still a lot more coming from that. But I think first recognizing that like that protector had a job and they did their job really well. And I'm so grateful they did because I don't know back then if I would have been able to handle being my authentic self, to handle putting my voice out there, to handle, you know, being counterculture or to handle saying the things I really needed to and wanted to say in relationships and friendships and uh, co-workers and things like that. So, but through those experiences, my, my softer self has been watching the whole time, right? Like she's never gone away, but she's been watching behind the lens of the protector. The protector has been taking care of that soft self. And now the soft self is like, Oh, I see how it's done. Like I don't need to perform like I actually can be myself. And that feels God, all the energy I'm sure I've used to be someone else to try to perform, all that energy can be used somewhere else. And I don't know where yet. It's a lot of deconditioning. I've trained myself for 39 years to become what I think the situation and people and relationships need me to be. And that's scary to think about. Oh, wow, like I built a lot of this and now I'm going to do what feels better and more authentic. And that's both exhausting and exciting. Exciting, exhausting, exhausting, exciting. <laughs> um so yeah. So, that's what I got for you guys today. I hope this makes sense. And and really the cool thing was being able to have a visual of like where is it in my body and then to name that protector and to really thank them and soften towards them instead of being angry that they had protected me from, you know, really authentically expressing myself. Um, and just go towards that sunshine. I was listening to, I'm only halfway through, but I was listening to Glennon Doyle's newest podcast with Martha Beck. And she talks about the concept of like going towards what feels warm. And I think that's really resonant with me because it really does feel like, again, with those accolades that I would get from performing, it would feel like I could see the sunshine, but I could never feel it. I could never feel its warmth. I could never let it sink into me. And now that I recognize that, when future accolades and recognition and being seen come through, I'll be able to not only see that sunshine, but to feel that warmth and to go towards that warmth. And that's pretty cool. So let's connect my friend. Um, If you are interested in the IFS therapy, let me know. I can give you the resources that I have. It was recommended to me by one of my coaches, and you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Your Life Coach Jen on Instagram or Facebook Jennifer Tiggis Johnson. But it's I think there's a, a post that I read on, on Facebook or on Instagram that was talking about. It. She told a story about how she um, how her unworthiness came through, and she she acted out of unworthiness, and that then made someone else feel unworthy and rejected. And she's like, Wow, what if? How many people have I has What's the ripple effect on us feeling truly worthy? And allowing other people to feel other people to feel that too. And what's ripple effective when we act out of unworthiness? And how can we then remedy that, right? How can we know better, do better? And this isn't an overnight thing. Um, but I encourage you to continue the conversation with me if this resonates. So you can head to Instagram.com, your life coach Jen or Facebook Jennifer Tiggis Johnson. Uh, there's also a form in the show notes where you can submit questions if you want to answer some of them on the podcast um, if you want me to answer some of them on the podcast and yeah, just think about how you can be a little better than pretty good. Sometimes pretty good is great, right? Like pretty good is where you're at right now. That's awesome. But pretty good starts to not resonate as much when it's like, wow, yeah, it's pretty good, but you know, you want more and you desire more and you deserve more and you're worthy of more. And that's where I'm here to guide you. And I hope this podcast was helpful and I'll see you on the other side.